to Hello Uglies, a Dragula recap show for Season 4, Episode 9, titled Last... Well, this is not really the the review for the Last Supper. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one felonious co-host from the podcast, Bloody Podcast. Please say, Hello, Uglies! To the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore herself, with a penchant for anarchy, Miss Laurie Roggenkamp. Hello, Laurie. Hello. How are you? I'm doing very well. Shut up. <laughs> now, by the way, um, we we got some messages from people who were really upset that they did not get the shut up. You know. Yes. Did you know which that one? Last huh? show? Yeah, last one they said there was no shut up. There was. I just it was blended in with everything. I didn't I didn't do it. It oh. was you had to you had to listen for it. Oh, very good. Yeah, so Lori Roggenkamp <laughs> Lori Roggenkamp I wasn't listening to you. So Lori Roggenkamp well you know why? I'll tell you why I wasn't listening to you. Um I forgot that we have a um a message in the seance. Oh, okay. Yes, I forgot to download it, so I got to do that shit right now. Okay, so Lori Roggenkamp. Okay. Uh huh. We are here. We are not doing a, a completely one episode in one sitting today. And in fact, you're leaving us in the middle of the show to go to the great beyond. I don't know where you're going, right? Yeah. Um, so the first half of the show, we're just going to talk. We'll talk a little bit about the about the uh, reunion, but not much, okay? And um, and then uh, and then you're going to leave at the break. And after the break, new afterthought co-host uh, Christian Ochoa, he's going to come on here, and he's going to join us. Um, do you do you, do you do you you know what? Because you're not going to be able to be here, Lori. Do you want to say why he's joining us? He's he's sitting in your seat. You're keeping it warm from. Do you want to say why? Yeah, um, <clears throat> he's joining us because you fired me, and he's taking over. No, um, <laughs> by the way, I want everyone to know Lori went as high as you can go at the Groundlings Theater without <laughs> being in the Sunday Company, and. Uh, those jokes are an indicate like what a robbery, highway robbery. Oh yeah, there was. You know, I mean they they call me every year to remind me that they did not want me. Yeah, um, they don't have to. Mm-hmm. I actually have asked, requested that they don't, and they keep saying no, no, no. We just want to make sure you know that we never want you to come back. Well, what I think is particularly troubling is you've actually put them on the do not call list, like which they don't usually do. But you've put them on the do not call list, and they yeah. they still call you. They still get in. Mm-hmm. They call me from people call me from different numbers, and yeah. they're like, "Hey," uh, they'll be like, "Hey, are you okay with your long distance carrier?" I'm kidding. We're groundlings. We don't want you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Um, so you, Joe, uh, booked an interview with Mary Cherry. Yeah. But it's going to be during school time, yeah. and so I will not be able to attend. So uh, we're having. Um, I'm sorry. What was the what was the guy's name? <laughs> I forgot his name. <laughs> we're having a Christian uh, Ochoa. Well, I yeah. will say, in fairness, Joe did not book Mary Cherry. Producer Extraordinaire 
uh, Zach Birch booked Mary Cherry. Let oh, way to go, Zach. Yeah. Oh, Zach has been... Lori, I gotta tell you something. He has been taking initiative. This is the first time I've had a producer who takes initiative and contacts people and books guests and proposes questions. It's a whole thing. That's great. That's great. Yeah. He's been also giving, sending me notes on my, um, podcast demeanor, mm-hmm. but I never open them. So yeah. I'm just letting you know right now, Zach, I don't open those emails. Yeah. And I was just like, Lori, please read. I can help you. <laughs> I'm like, no. Well, he should send so. you a, a, an email about your microphone. Now, yeah. Lori, when you were at your aunt's house, you had a very fancy microphone set up. Now, why are you relegating to sitting with your back to the couch under a table? Be- because I still haven't unpacked all my boxes. And my girlfriend has a box barrier around my desk, so I have to, like, unpack all my boxes to get to my desk. Mm-hmm. So I'm just not unpacking any boxes. I'll, I'm going to unpack them next week when I'm on vacation. Yeah. So I'll I'll be fine then, but mm-hmm. I'll let you know. When you're on vacation. Isn't that when the show ends? Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, so, Lori, you've watched, okay, you have watched... The reunion, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I believe we had said we're going to do a more in-depth analysis yeah. next week. Yeah. But overall, I loved it. Mm-hmm. And that was great. Oh, you, Well, I will say this. Because people have asked me that I know. Did I love it? No. I didn't hate it. But my thing is that, like, it's better than the other ones they've had. I think this is the best one that they've had. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the reason why I was like... You know, you know, everybody loves drama, but I genuinely felt like it was like people like talking and hashing things out, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like nobody was like being uh, like really crazy. So I felt like it was like, you know, that I could say like it wasn't like a normal reunion where people are like, they don't care. They're going to stick to their guns mm-hmm. sort of thing. Even yeah. Mary Cherry was like, hey, I get it. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm a lot. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was just sort of like everyone sort of being like very adult and um, responsible about what they're saying and apologizing and being like, okay, this is what I meant. And I'm sorry if you took it, you know. So mm-hmm. with that, that yeah, it wasn't like the crazy drama that you would love to see. But I did love a lot of the elements of it. And I, there were a lot of stuff in there that I've also loved about the show. Mm-hmm. Which is like the backstage stuff. I've been really liking how they do that this season, mm-hmm. showing glimpses from the backstage and stuff like that. Now, was there anybody who's they they they've changed your mind on their opinion? Um. Yeah. You know, Coco. I felt like really came out, and I was like, oh, I feel like she had like a fire in her that I hadn't seen in the season. Hmm. You know, um, also I kind of, um, I kind of feel like, Mm -hmm. look, I still think that Mary went for Sigourney because of, you know, her being a woman. I still feel, I still feel that, Mm -hmm. but in the reunion, there was some stuff that was mentioned where I was like, maybe it wasn't like maybe they they were already off on a bad foot and then mm-hmm. maybe there was just like miscommunication and it just got blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. 
But I feel like Mary Chair was kind of thrown under the bus mm-hmm. a little bit by Sigourney, and more than I thought that she was. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense, like Sigourney but- at you know. All of them voted for Mary Cherry to go to go away mm-hmm. because she wasn't making fabric. She she wasn't there to buy the fabric and she wasn't there to make the dress or mm-hmm. the, the gown. Yeah. But then in the um in in the reunion, mm-hmm. Sigourney even admits that she had told Mary Cherry she had fabric. Mm-hmm. And so so Mary Cherry was like, Well, you should have said something. And she's like, Well, I can I couldn't have done I can't do anything about it now. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was kind of a shitty response. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, yeah, of course you can't do anything about it now, but mm-hmm. I'm just letting you know. You know, that was one of the main reasons why seven people voted her off, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. All right. Well, uh did, what, what, did the Boulet brothers impress you at all? Oh, I love, well, see, one of the things that I've loved, I don't know how you felt about the whole season. One of the things I loved about the whole season is I feel like we've gotten more of a glimpse of their relationship mm-hmm. and just we've seen more of their personality, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like they're really like, I really like seeing that. I really mm-hmm. like seeing glimpses. They're very sarcastic. Yeah. They're very funny. Like, I, I've enjoyed that immensely. Like, the when they talk about their costumes mm-hmm. and... Stuff like that. So I've really, I've really enjoyed that, mm-hmm. um, and I really like to see like how they communicate with each other, and they just seem to have a very fun relationship. So yeah, I, re- I love, I've loved the Billy Brothers. Has always been, I feel like, very like. Ten minutes has passed. <laughs> oh yeah, we should have forgot to mention we have listener Jordan Darley now because Lori has a strict time thing. He's going to come in in ten minute intervals and tell us. What, how much time it has. We should have that on every episode, by the way. We should. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that um, I, I really like that. What about you? In terms of the reunion? Like, like, like what are you saying? Like, well, what? I would say in terms of the whole show. You know, I think there were a lot of things to hash out. It was one of these uh, episodes where um, you had fighting, but I felt in, in most cases people took accountability. Now, we yes. will, <clears throat> and you and I can discuss this later. I'm sure we will bring up these things with Mary Cherry. But here's my question to you, Lori. And this is what I worry about, right? People uh-huh. often wonder, why don't you have... Oh, Lori's, Lori's yawning. People often wonder, why don't you have drag queens on more? Why don't you interview them? Because I notoriously don't like to interview contestants. All right? Uh-huh. And it's because inevitably what happens is your opinion becomes colored. Okay. Now, Lori, this is not 2006. Okay? Oh, my God. Stop. What I mean is it becomes tainted with your uh, – you, you start to get to know them as human beings. And I have like a weird hair thing going on right now. I'm looking at that in the camera. Um, no, that's just the fat on top of your head. <laughs> Well, it looks like I have a Meet Me at McDonald's haircut right now, which I don't, but I don't know why the headphones are doing that. So, uh, by the way, I would never want anyone to meet me at McDonald's. Because no, then they would see what I'm you, ordering. Yeah, yeah, that's where you, you sad eat Yeah, in your car. Yeah. Now we have it that Angela goes, hi, Joseph. That's what my credit card thing says. She just knows me. It's really sad. The and lady at, at Starbucks mm-hmm. 
when I go there in the morning, she's uh, she already knows like everything about me. Oh, really? Yeah, she's always like, oh, your dad is, you know, like I think I told her something about my dad. And she's like, hi, oh, how's your dad doing? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, geez, I get too personal with these yeah. people. So, um, but I, the reason I don't do interviews is then be, my the, the opinion becomes tainted, you know? Yeah. And uh, and so what I notice is like, and so I'm worried about you, even though you're not interviewing Mary Cherry because you can't be here tomorrow to interview her. Yeah. My concern, though, is, is it because she's coming on the show and now all of a sudden you're sympathetic to Mary Cherry? No. And I will say this. I I, I do see what you're saying. I don't think I can ask her these questions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I can ask her these questions uh, in an interview. I don't think yeah. I could be that brave. Yeah. Because I'm not – I don't like a lot of conflict. Mm-hmm. But I will say that one of my big questions is – why was it that the only person you thought was quote unquote playing a game was the woman, the mm-hmm. bio queen yeah. in the group? Mm-hmm. And also as a follow up to that, wasn't everyone playing a game? Like everyone was playing a game of the competition. So why was it such a big deal that she was playing a game? Yeah. Cause which is funny because in that same episode, when Zava's going to go home and she's freaking out, she says, I don't have to prove myself to anybody. And Mary is the one who says, well, you do, girl, because you're in a reality show. Yeah, so, Mary was the voice of reason in that mm-hmm. scenario. Yeah. So I, I will say that that's the one question. I also really want to know about the um, dunk tank. Mm-hmm. What the deal was that? What the deal with that was? First of all, I love these Adelia, which is a term that has not been used since about 2004. But also... 2006. But, I coined it. Oh, yeah, I know. I don't want to say the name of the show you coined it at, but... No, it's not that. Lor- okay, there used to be a show at the Improv called Mo Better Mondays. Oh, my God. And Lori sued them to make I her... I did not. To I did her- not. But I did I tell you... Did I ever tell you that I... It wasn't Mo Better Mondays, but it was something... Refried Fridays? It was Refried Fridays. Was it really Refried Fridays? By the way, this is not, these are not made up names. These were real shows that the improv had. It was Refried Fridays. Mm -hmm. And then there was another guy who like hosted something that was like even more offensive, which is like made no sense, Mm -hmm. which it was like Beanard Thursday or something. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it literally was just like, Mm -hmm. you know, derogatory name for a a Mexican Mm -hmm. plus the day. Um, so anyways, but I used to get booked through this guy, which we've mentioned him before, but I would get booked solely through the improv. Yeah. And the improv had a thing where if you, you know, you, if you, you would go to them and be like, I want to produce a show there. And they'd be like, great, but we can pick, we, you can book your show, but we get the right to put in like one or two people mm-hmm. if we need to. Mm-hmm. And so they would put me up at these shows, but they would put me up at these shows where people were like, why is she here? Mm-hmm. So it'd be like, it was, I was never got put on Mo Better Mondays, but it would be like Refried Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, there was an Asian one, which I forgot what the Asian name was. And it was like, and then it was like this one where this I think woman that was, always... I think that was good at math. No. It wasn't good at math? Okay. No. It was like something even more derogatory. But it yeah. was like, I mean, honestly... Now that I'm remembering, I think it was like Wang Chung Wednesdays or something like that. <laughs> like, it was really bad. Yeah. 
So well, they had uh, a couple. There was Mo Better Monday, Jew Day Tuesday, right? Yeah. Then there was yeah. Wang Chung Wednesdays. Then there was Lithby Thursdays. That was the gay night. That was right? the gay night. Yeah. Then there was yeah. Fatter Days. That was, that was, they should have put you on Fatter Days. They should. They never did. They were like, we're never putting you on Fatter Days. <laughs> yeah, they never put you on. Yeah. And we, we couldn't hold the the stage. Couldn't hold uh-huh. the weight. Yeah. So sorry. Uh, Go ahead. So anyway, so. They would put, and then this one woman who like always insisted that all of her, uh, comics wear dresses. She had, it was all. Oh yeah, show. that was um, she, pretty funny women. Yeah, pretty funny women. <laughs> and so, so to the all the producers' credit, they didn't have me on the show. Like they didn't book me. They don't mm-hmm. know who I am. Yeah. So and I go up, and they're like, "Why the fuck is this woman here?" Yeah. So. I always felt so bad because I was like, I was like, "Hey, I'm here for the show." No, you're not. Yeah, I'm booked. I'm booked on the show. Mm-hmm. And then I go, and then it was all these people who are like, "Hey, you know, uh, we're all Mexican, and this is a Mexican show." And mm-hmm. then we got one white lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, I'm like, hi. Yeah. So uh, how do, what does it do with Mary Cherry? I forgot. Um. So. Oh, I want to know about the dunk tank. And then also, like, why didn't she ever wear heels? Like, why was she always in what seemed like slippers? Mm-hmm. Also, like, not yeah. to get too personal, but what mm-hmm. happened three years ago? Well, what happened three years ago? She said in the in the reunion that she almost died three years ago. Oh, that is a good question. What happened three years ago? She almost died. I mean, I don't know if she feels like she wants to talk about it, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. So my question to you, Lori, is let's talk about this right now. <clears throat> you know, after the commercial break, it's going to be me, Christian, and Mary Cherry. Are there questions you, besides the ones you just noticed, what do you, can, can I tell you how I think I'm going to approach it? Yeah. You know what I think is so funny is Christian is currently flying from Mexico back to the U.S. He's on a flight as we speak. All right. And I just love that he is so responsible, right? So I asked him if he wanted to do it. He was like, yes, I would love to. That time works for me, blah, 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 right? And he has been blowing... Well, when he was in the airport, he was blowing up my phone. He's like, we need to get together. We need to discuss what questions we're going to ask. We should have a Google Doc where we discuss. And I was like, what is he talking about? Like, I mean, I'm going to do it because it is the responsible thing to do. Yeah. You know? But I think, you know, uh, I think what I'm going to do, which is so funny that I don't like to interview drag queens, because I think I'm actually a pretty good interviewer. But I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to start, we'll start big, okay? We'll start with Mary Cherry. Who is Mary Cherry? How did she start out? What is her story? What are you going to see when you go to a Mary Cherry show? How did she become the Queen of Brooklyn? Is she really the Queen of Brooklyn? You know, New York drag, blah, 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 blah. We'll start big, okay? Yeah. Then we'll go a little smaller, you know. How did you? you uh, maybe we'll go to like because the balloon, but the balloon brothers, the Boulet brothers, have intimated that they've known Mary Cherry for years. So how long has she known the the Boulet brothers? How did she get on the show? All that jazz. Then we will go to the show, right? And we will talk. Maybe she's only on four episodes, episode by episode. We will talk about what happened to her. Episode one, what was it like showing up? Yada, yada, yada. 20 and, minutes has passed. Oh, thank you, Jordan. 20 minutes has passed. Then we will uh, go... Then 
we could then we get to episode one, then we can start bringing shit up, you know. And that's what yeah. we can see. But by that point, she will be comfortable. You yeah. Know? I would also like to know just like minutia stuff, like how are the death scenes filmed, and how do you know when you're mm-hmm. not when you're not picked? You know, how do you know if you're not not going forward? Or well, something? you bring up a good question. Maybe Humble Pie can write these down. She's still there. Maybe Humble Pie, uh, mistress of the Discord, Miscord. She can. She's going to bed. She's asleep. Oh yeah. But, Lori, let me tell you, and I want everyone listening because people don't know this. Before this, uh, Humble Pie was like, "I'm going to bed." This Humble Pie is on twenty four seven. I've woken up at like one in the morning. Humble Pie is on here, you know. Oh yeah, somebody brought up in the Discord. Ask her why she kept saying in episode one, "I don't know why I'm here." Oh, that's a good question. You know, people should write down the questions that they have. But the other thing too is like. One of the things we know, and they even brought it up sort of during the show, is they all live in a house together. Okay? During oh, really? the filming, that's when a lot of this drama happens. Like, the, the basically, the drama between Jade and Bitter Betty was stuff that they're saying happened at the house. You know, or happened off screen. Off, oh, off see, camp. that's okay. They should film that stuff. I know. So, like, if that's the case, how do they not know who's coming back the next day? Or maybe they yeah. like, what is going on? Do they truly not know? But sometimes they might not be able to answer those questions. Yeah, I think remember when <clears throat> I think when we talked to Hollow Eve, she was saying something she could talk about and something she couldn't talk about, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would love to know. Uh, oh man, there's so many things we can ask about Hoso. Like, did she see Hoso being difficult backstage? What were they talking? Or was it that one event? And I'm sure Mary also just knows what she heard. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Oh, if she could talk about because doesn't Lazava let us say that she does like better shows or like she's like oh I do like club gigs and she does like other stuff or something mm-hmm. like that or maybe Mary Cherry says that about Lazavaletta. I don't know but I was like what's the I don't understand the difference the dichotomy between the the shows that you do like is one more I think that they were makes more money I was getting the impression they were just reading each other and being shady oh okay well then never mind yeah but we but we but the but the Zavaletta relationship is very interesting we could ask about you know, we can ask this show things like, how is it that this queen was wearing a saw mask and they didn't know? I'm talking about formaldehyde. Oh my God. They didn't know that it was saw. That was insane to me. Also, it's been rumored. You should ask, you should ask, just plan, plan out, go, did you know that that mask was saw? That formaldehyde mask was yeah. saw, was jigsaw from saw. Yeah, and if she says yes, you'd be like, "How did every no one else know this?" Well, here's the other thing too: is you know, there's a rumor that her clothes got sent other places. We can ask about that. We can ask about that. Yeah, I would be sensitive to hear about the grandmother stuff. I, I maybe not like bring that up because mm-hmm. I, that's probably a very sensitive issue for her. Now, you know, Christian wrote something to me. I can't remember what it was, but I want to see. Do you so? Do you think Christian is going to? I'm like, do you think Christian's going to be super nice to her? Uh, I don't think necessarily nice, but I think that, you know, he's like a catty gay man, and Mary Cherry's a catty gay man. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're going to side with each other. But do other. you think, do you think, here's my guess, here's my, I don't know, we're not there yet. It's going to be almost 24 hours from now, you know, 18 hours from now or something. 
Will Christian go ham on the fashion that Mary brought to the show? Oh, I don't know. I don't know Christian well enough. So I feel like, I feel like Christian, if it was me, I'm going to say what I would, if it was me, I would read the room and whatever was the least uncomfortable um, option, that's where I would go. See, I think, maybe I'll talk to Christian about this. I think I should be the bad guy who asks the difficult questions in a gentle, not a dicky way, but pushes a little bit. And then Christian can sort of be the good guy. Well, I think you guys should volley because I think what I think what might happen is if if Mary Cherry and Christian start vibing, mm-hmm. and then you're always the one who's asking the tough questions. Mary Cherry's going to just start getting bitchy with you, and then it's just going to be like a conversation where she just doesn't then just doesn't want to talk to you, and she just starts talking to Christian. Where I think if you volley, if you guys do one question and then, you know, Christian does another question, she's she's talking, you guys are both sort of having, like, conversations sort of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm not going to, again, I'm not going to be rude. I'm going to be very nice. Eh, I don't know about that. Like, I'll be like, you know, I'll do that reporter trick. I'll be like, Mary, some people say that you're an annoying, loud uh Blunderbuss. What would you say to those people? I don't know what a blunderbuss is. Mary, in 2006, our former co-host, Lori, used to do a very offensive routine. Please don't say that to Mary Cherry. I don't want Mary Cherry's only thing to know about me is that I, you think that I was a racist at one point. Which I was okay. not. I was Lori, never a racist okay, I will comic. settle this. Once and for all. Okay, I'll tell this once and for all. I just want you to answer the question. Okay? I just want you to answer the question. No, it's When did you start liking me as a friend? Where where was it? It was a restaurant. What restaurant was it? Oh, no, your question was when did I start liking you as a friend? Okay, and okay. the answer is when you started paying me. Okay. Um, but but you know the event, the restaurant I'm talking about when we first go, okay, let me rephrase. What was the name of the restaurant where we first got to know each other? Martini Blues. No, 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 no. It's a restaurant. Yeah, it is a restaurant, but it's not where we first got to, like, we had, we broke bread and we had a meal by your Roscoe's recommendation. Chicken and Waffles. What, I'm sorry, what was that again? Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. That's not a racist thing. I it's never a good said it was ra- When did I say it was racist? I don't know why you keep wanting me to say it. Um, another thing I would like to know is how they're being received. Because oh, I feel like man. I don't really know too much. I mean, in the reunion, they were saying that Coco was the breakout star. And I was like, really, Coco? Like, I, Wouldn't so it be Coco's I was... breastplate? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah that, that breastplate has its own uh, uh, TikTok now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I would like to know how she's being received. Like, is she getting a lot of hate? Is she getting a lot of love? You know, how, how is it going? Well, no, I think, I think Mary famously has gotten a lot of racist comments. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's not right. Yeah. Which is weird because a lot of them are from this Instagram account. Oh no, please don't. I, (laughs) it's not me. I never said I, it was you. I was just going to look up the Instagram account and send her a lot of hate. 
All right. What's the Instagram account? Well, the person supposedly changed it. So I don't know what they changed it to. But what okay. I see here is Pickle Myth. Oh, my God. That's not. That's not. That was my old Instagram account. I have since changed it oh, to what? Laura, you liar. Uh-huh. And I was never racist on that Instagram account. On Pickle Myth, did you ever tell anybody to kill themselves, or did you tell them if their parents had any kids that lived? I. <laughs> You're thinking for way too long on this. I. I feel sad if Mary Cherry actually got racist comments because there's no reason to be racist towards her. Mm-hmm. You could just say that she's an asshole. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because she was. She was an asshole on the show, so you don't need to be racist. Well, that's the thing. That's the thing we're going to have to bring up. You know, we're going to have to bring up some difficult topics. It's going to be very interesting because people are going to expect me, not Christian, because he's nice. They're going to expect me. To really ask the tough questions and yet be balanced, not be a, j- a dick. That's going to be hard for me. A jick? Mm-hmm. Um, 30 well, minutes of oh, 30 minutes of pet. Lori, let's start wrapping it up. So we've talked about what you think we should talk about, how we're going to approach this interview, what's going to happen. Let me ask you this really quickly with the last few minutes. We have the finale next week. What do you think? What is your prediction for the finale? Who do you think is going to win Dragula Season 4? Well, <clears throat> I think it's going to be Dolly. I okay. think Dolly's going to win. Okay. Um, I think, to be honest with you, I think Hosa is going to come in second. Oh, really? And then I think it's going to be um, Saint mm-hmm. and then Sigourney. Interesting. I th- I think if you're doing it off the whole season, you're right. I think Dolly should win. Even though some people have criticized that Dolly just always brought the same fucking look every single week. But it was different in mm-hmm. way in certain ways. And also, her performance was really great. Yeah. And they're really big into performance. Yeah. Uh, and then I think they're going to make Saint second. It's going to be between Dolly and Saint. Even though I think Hoso is better than Saint. That's what I think the Boulay brothers are going to do. And then, yeah, and then Sigourney... It's between Sigourney and Hoso for third and fourth, but does it really, really matter? Does it really matter after first and second? I mean, I'm starting to. I'm really honestly. I feel like since you said the whole stuff about the passports and all that stuff, I'm really starting to get in my head about Hoso. And then she brought up that she's like she's immune compromised. I'm like, mm-hmm. there's no way that they can travel with her. Like, she shouldn't be traveling, to be honest with you. Yeah. So I was just like, I don't even know. Why they moved her forward. Like, it's just, I mean, I hate to say it, but it's like, yeah, that seems like a production nightmare to get Mm -hmm. that all sorted. Oh my God, Lori, we only have a few minutes left. I'm sorry, we have to go to the seance. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh my God. I almost forgot it felt badly. Spirits and ghouls from time beyond. Send us a message. From across the pond. Ooh, shut up. Hello, uglies. Wow, Uh, this was very out of my comfort zone, but as Laurie never used that version of shut up, I just had to. Um, Hi, this is Martin, long-time Patreon, first-time caller. 
This is the very first time I'm able to watch Dracula and listen to your recaps, so I've got a million things to tell you. Um, but before I do, I need to thank you so, 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 so much. Joe and Laurie, you doing any podcast together makes me so happy. I don't think he listened to Cuckoo Bananas. That Patreon show we did that was pointless. And yeah. you doing that we didn't any, even finish? Yeah, or any of the Camp Wanted Kikis. I don't think no. he's hearing that either now. Dragula is simply the best. Uh, you're just the best together, and I'm Aww. praying to gay Jesus that you two will find an even bigger stage than Afterthought Media. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> well, that me. Uh, I don't think Martin knows I own Afterthought Media. Because honestly, I'm, I'm, the I'm with Martin here. Yeah. I did say before the show that I'm thinking about ending Afterthought Media, though, so maybe he's on to something. Think that yeah. one, you too. Um, all right, so not to lose any more time first. I'm surprised you never made fun of this ridiculous miniature playhouse they filmed those intersections with. Uh, to me, it looks pretty stupid. Um, then don't you find this, the winner receives $100,000 courtesy of us, silly? Okay, let's, let's stop right there. I think we made fun of the little miniatures last season. They used them in season three. I, to be honest with you, I, I thought we had, but then I was like, I don't even know if it's worth bringing up. Not because I agree with Martin. I think it is ridiculous, but it's also like now it's just part of the, the, uh, Dragula, like, like the, the pie that is Dracula. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know why I use that. So, uh, I was just like, well, that's Dragula then. It's just they're going to keep that weird, you know, thing. But what's funny is that they show them like it's like it's traveling like a castle or like, like an yeah. old church or a graveyard. And it's just clearly the inside of some like warehouse. Like, it's And then not- they do it every episode. Like we're like, yeah. oh, they're still at the. OK, they're still at the castle. They haven't moved. Yeah. OK. Yeah. So. <clears throat> all right. And then oh, also the, the hundred thousand dollars given to them by us. Yeah, I love that the Boulay they, 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 brothers want us to think that they're super rich. Well, I, I just think it's so funny that they're like, that that's a thing. Like, like, do you think that the, that like, I, whoever's going to win, let's say Dolly wins. Do you think they were like, okay, well, it's $100,000, but it's by Snapchat. And I'm like, I don't want to take $100,000 by Snapchat. I'll mm-hmm. give it back. You yeah. know, it's just like, no, who gives a fuck? $100,000 is $100,000. Yeah. Here we go. So why I'm, why I'm, does it have to be by us? I don't know. I'm not a native English speaker, so I first thought that that was incorrect English. Uh, it sounded so weird to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I was disappointed that the Nosferatu beach party it wasn't. Okay, I need to be much faster with this. Um, I was disappointed that the Nosferatu beach party wasn't at a beach and that this weird wild west thingy wasn't in a wild westerny town. Wait, weren't they? No. Oh, you're talking about the runways themselves, the floor shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I think what it is is to control the environment in those outdoor situations is very difficult. It is. So it's just easier to do it in a studio. Like, I, I do is- agree with Martin, though. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see that, though. They did yeah. a lot. They did no... Well, I guess I can't criticize. I was going to say they did no outside stuff this season, but this is the time of COVID, so they probably couldn't couldn't do it if they wanted to. All right, here we go. In the previous season, um, I loved the clown race. I found the puppets at the end were pretty amazing, and looking at Hoso, 
last one through the finish line, I was laughing out loud. Um, I really liked the deliberations this season between the Boulets. They made them more human, more understanding, and actually fun. Uh, really started liking them. Also, I was wondering why didn't they mention that Bob was the winner of Drag Race and that Jade could never mention the show. Uh, it would be so cool if Rupa was a guest judge on Dracula and if the Boulets were guest judges on Draggers. That probably would never happen, especially as RuPaul could never sit in one of those teeny tiny guest judge chairs at Dragula. I mean, if if I was one of the more famous guest judges this season, like more famous than the Boulets, I would sit there. Yeah. All right. So yeah, this was everything I needed to tell you. Thank you again for creating all this content for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. I would love for Martin to call back and do a recap of the finale and the season overall. I feel like he did a great recap of like the last couple of seasons or yeah. the last couple of episodes. Um, you know, believe it or not, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility to have RuPaul on the show as a guest judge. Is that weird? Is it, is it weird to hear me say that? Do you think that? I, I was just thinking about that. I think that... She'd go on as a I boy. She wouldn't go in drag. I'll tell you that right now. No, 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 no. But she's done other competitions where she's been a judge. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for her to go on that show and, and do that. Um, but for sure, they, she would never have the boules on her show. I'll tell no. you that. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you would want RuPaul, the, the part two, I don't think you would want RuPaul to be a judge on that show, on Dracula. So would she or could she? Yes. Totally a possibility. I actually disagree with you. I think you would want RuPaul to be a judge for Dracula. I don't necessarily know if you would want the Boulay brothers to be a judge for RuPaul. Like, I don't think they would. that would be necessary mm-hmm. to me. But, I mean... Yeah, I don't think they belong in each other's universes. Um, yeah, it's super interesting. But yeah, she just doesn't have drag queens on the show, which I think is a pity. But whatever. Anyway, Lori, well, thank you, Martin, for contacting us from the beyond. We are going to leave it at that. When we come back, Lori, you're going to be gone. Christian Ochoa is going to be here. And so is Mary Cherry. When we come back right after this. Bye. And we are back with a very special guest. We have... Well, well, first of all, yeah, we teach co-hosts. We have Christian here now with us instead of Lori. But we have season four icon from Dragula, Mary Cherry. Mary Cherry, hello. Welcome to Hello Uglies. Hi, all. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. No, thank you for having... Thank you for joining us. Now, I, I want to open things out here. This is the way... I don't know why I open up almost all my drag queen interviews this way. But I am a big fat cow. And you live in Brooklyn, and I Mm want to know, hypothetically, if I went to Brooklyn, okay, where would you take me to eat? Where are the places Mary goes? Where are we going? What are we going to eat? To eat? Okay, honey, I love seafood. I'm originally from California, so I'm like a seafood whore, Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's a place called Seawolf. 
mm-hmm. where even if I haven't I haven't paid rent yet, I will go to SeaWolf and put down $150 just for myself. Uh-huh. Uh, they have mussels, clams, uh, lobster rolls. I went to the Hamptons for the first time maybe six years ago mm-hmm. and had my first lobster roll. And ever since then, uh, I'm a sucker for lobster rolls. So SeaWolf and Bushwick. It's mm-hmm. like my favorite place. And I um, I probably, during the summer, I went there at least four times a month. Oh, my gosh. Well, okay. What part of California? Because, you know, I'm in California. I'm in Los Angeles. Christian's in Los Angeles, but it's from mm-hmm. Modesto. Where part of California oh, are you from? Oh, from Modesto. Oh, my God. You know of Modesto, Scott Lacey Peterson's whereabouts? Yes. <laughs> how do you know Modesto? Yes, how do you know that tragic cesspool of a place? Oh, don't you still live there? Hell no. I live in LA. I've been here for seven years. Oh, okay. Okay. I gotcha. <laughs> um, well, my best friend uh, from college uh, is from there. What? What's their name? Ryan Telemonte. Nah, nah. But you know we all know each He's other like over 36 there. 36 now. So, like, he may be... There may be an age difference. You never know. It's such a small place. We all know each other, yeah. especially the sisterhood. Also, Christian dates For older. Sure. I do date older, oh, but okay. guess what? I don't date Modesto, and that's on period. Nobody has the pleasure of <laughs> fucking saying that they know what my ass or my dick looks like in that place, okay? Or in the 209 oh. in general. Oh, not the 209. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm from the 510, uh-huh. and I'm from Berkeley, California, and proud of it. Hello. Yes, bitch. Okay, talk Where about good food. Is. Berkeley? Food? I know. I love it. Point. On point. My sister went to Cal, so I used to go oh, to Berkeley cool. all the time. And then my best friend, when we graduated high school, went to Berkeley as well. So I was always in Berkeley um, up until oh, I was like cool. 21. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Berkeley is a... I am so fortunate to, like, have grown up there just because I feel that, you know, I I actually wrote this whole letter for, you know, the fandom to see that I was going to release after the reunion. Mm -hmm. But since I was so satisfied with the reunion, I ended up not releasing it. But, um... One thing I put in there is that being from Berkeley is something that I'm very proud of, but it's a town that really made it so that I didn't really know about racism. Like I, of course, studied about it in school, but I didn't know that it still existed for many years as a child Mm -hmm. because there was like no racism and sexism that was like blatant in my life there. And mm-hmm. I just feel that because it was such a liberal, open-minded city that kind of offered me a falsehood of what life was really like. And I remember being blown out of my mind, realizing how fucked up things still are in this world. Completely, completely, completely could see that point. I think you should still release that letter. Um, I decided not to because, um, I want to try, even though I know we're probably going to discuss some of it here today, I want to try to just leave that in the past. I feel like I got some sort of redemption Mm -hmm. at the reunion, Mm -hmm. and I'm very happy with that. And I realize that there's still going to always, there's always going to be people that dislike me just because, regardless of what I did. Um, And there are always going to be people, because I try, 
I, that whole month since my extermination, I've been like going in and out of like trying to explain to people what really happened. And mm-hmm. one thing I realized after multiple conversations with complete strangers who probably are 16 years old, um, <laughs> I realized that regardless of how much I try to explain it, people are going to think what they think. And there's nothing that I can say that's going to change it. And also I'm contractually obligated not to share too much. So that makes it also difficult to explain things for, mm-hmm. um, further. So um, I just realized that if people are going to think what they're going to think and believe someone who for the most part is pretty silent on social media compared to someone who has over a decade of um, showing people exactly who they are, there's nothing I can really do about it, you know? Well, you know, let's I was, was going to bring that up later, but let's talk about it right now. Is, Sorry, I, yeah, out, out the back, you know. No, 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 that's good. Yeah. We'll, we'll take it wherever it goes, but but cause we're, we'll get to it eventually since we were going to get to it anyway. Is, you know, one of the yeah. things that was always the the thing that everyone said was, you know, the drag race community is toxic, but Dragula was so much more accepting. Are you, are you is that different? Has that been not the case in your experience? That's what I thought as well, but mm-hmm. I think what ended up happening is that um, this season opened up like the type of drag that they have, mm-hmm. and I think it offered people to be a little more excited on mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. um, um, what Dragula had to offer. So I think drag race people also to be honest let's be honest like for the last two three years people have been saying i'm bored with drag race mm-hmm. so i think drag mm-hmm. race fans have jumped ship even though they probably still are watching mm-hmm. <laughs> mexico and uh france and like you know, all the drag race franchises uh regardless if they're trying to fit or not but um they wanted something different and i think that's why uh you see this that's one thing I was excited about because I was like, I don't want to um, get all this hate that these people get because that's mm-hmm. just not like m- my stilo. Like I, I wouldn't, I just didn't think I would know how to like navigate that, which um, was very difficult to navigate. But um, I, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do Dragula over Drag Race, mm-hmm. and um, I was wrong because. They, I didn't realize we didn't. No one realized that that was going to be a situation where all these like fans are actually just these toxic Dragula fans. And I have to say, they're not just toxic; mm-hmm. they're immature and ridiculous and nonsensical. And mm-hmm. um, I've never experienced because, like I said, I've tried to contact these people privately and have a discussion and be like, "Look, just realize." <clears throat> that this is the edited show. You don't see everything. You don't hear what was said before or after a sentence. So you can't take one sentence you see as that's how someone feels a hundred percent. And totally. example, one example I, I used was like, if I was to say I like cheese, but only vegan cheese, yeah. but they were to leave out the vegan part I was trying to bare bones it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, if they lo- took out the vegan cheese part and just left the other part, 
everyone would think that I like cheese. Yeah. Do you not understand mm-hmm. that? And people are like, I don't know what you mean. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, you're never going to know. And <clears throat> maybe it has to do with age because, again, I don't know how old a lot of these people online are. Mm-hmm. But, like, it, um, to me, a lot of the times it's pretty, like, black and white. And I'm spelling it out for them. And they're like, I don't get it. Mm-hmm. And um, that's kind of why I stopped talking to people online and trying to explain yeah. myself because I realized eventually that I'm like, you either are never going to get it because you don't have that brain capacity or you don't want to get it. Well, you know, <laughs> let me ask you this. And, you know, we're going to go a little bit all over the place. I had an original plan, but you're opened up something here, which is, you know, on Drag Race and Mary, you know this, that the girls, when they're not in the workroom, they do not, they're not allowed to talk to each other. They're on ice. If their cameras aren't on, you know what RuPaul told Pearl, like they, they're locked in their <laughs> rooms. But you yeah. guys all shared a house. And um, go ahead. No, that's not factual. Oh, interesting. That's why I saw online. Mm. So what what was the living arrangement? We actually aren't supposed to talk about that. Oh, interesting. You can't even, oh, because I had read online that you guys all lived in a house. Um, okay. Yeah. So that that's where I was going to go. Was I, okay, so let me rephrase the question based on what you can say. I got the impression even from the show that there is a lot going on off camera that we're not seeing. Yes, that's very much a thing for sure. Uh, and there is a hard ice. Like we made jokes about it. There is a hard ice, but you know, six or not six, 11 talkative drag performers. Like we always found a way to break that ice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, that was the biggest problem. And of course, you know, the van, uh, on the ride over every day was always a kiki as well. And a lot just happened off camera that like we, I was even like, Oh my God, if we had cameras on us all the time, like this would have been even a longer episode, uh, season, you know, because mm-hmm. all the real drama happened off camera. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was very evident watching the show from a viewer point of view. And I do appreciate that the show from a production point of view would reintroduce the drama and be like, well, you guys haven't situated the beef on camera yet. So bring it up the next day. Right. Um, it would just kind of flow over. They wouldn't, they didn't yeah. um, coordinate like that with us. Mm-hmm. They let things happen naturally. Well, let's so let's get back to Mary and let's talk about how does uh how do you get from Berkeley to Brooklyn? What's the story? How do you get there? How do you become? I think Christian was saying you're the queen of Brooklyn. Christian, you had a question about that. Yeah, yeah, my question was how did you become the mother of Brooklyn drag? And after you telling me that you're from Berkeley, it it completely makes sense, you know, because um, Brooklyn is probably the Berkeley of the East Coast, right? It's very. It gives that energy without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so I just have a mothering nature about me anyway. Just I was raised by my grandmother and mother, so I definitely have that female energy. Uh, but at the same time, so when Brooklyn started to pop off, um, there it drag wise, mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of people doing drag at the time out here, and uh, there was literally a handful and. It was good. It's a good time because, you know, we got paid and um, there was always someone to take a gig. And it was only like maybe like 11 of us that were working full time. And 
So when I started doing my competition, Dragnet, which is the oldest competition, actually it's the oldest drag event in Brooklyn. Mm. Um, I um, literally would just go in the crowd, um, walk in, or go to an event and just look, see something in someone and be like, you're getting a drag next month uh, for my competition. Let's do this. And they're like, oh, I'm like, shut up. You're getting a drag next month. And um, I cultivated six people a month for seven months before the finale to compete for my competition. And a lot of those people went on to continue doing drag and either are still doing drag. Some of them ended up on drag race. A lot of them ended up on drag race. Um, and um, yeah, like over time, it kind of became a thing where if you wanted to get into New York nightlife, you had to do drag that. Mm-hmm. I love that. You really yeah. are a mom. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to be my drag mommy? Oh my god! No, no, I don't. I, I uh, Ruby Fox. I have a, I have a lot of drag daughters, and they're all fucking crazy. So I'm good. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, Christian would fit right in then. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, totally. I'm sure it sounds like it. Actually, I mean, she is from Modesto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come for me, bitch. Come yeah. for me. <laughs> so right now, where are you performing? Where would when someone see you now? So things are a little weird for me right now because um. After being done with filming, I came home mm-hmm. and got into a huge depression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because my grandmother, because I, I thought I could escape mourning mm-hmm. by doing the show. Mm-hmm. That she was waiting for me right in New York, so like, <laughs> right when I got back. Uh-huh. And it was yeah. like a type of depression that I've never felt like to the point where I could not get out of bed. It would take me four hours to get out of bed and mm-hmm. when I would I would literally just go to the bathroom and then come back and lay there for hours mm-hmm. um it was crippling to be honest but um um so because of that um I really wasn't on the grind like I normally would have been in New York mm-hmm. so things kind of slowed down a little bit for me but I'm using that, that time um for mental health Mm-hmm. And then I started getting booked out of state. <laughs> out of excuse me for a second. Mm-hmm. Well, he, while she's coughing, let me tell you. Um, Mary told us off the air that she was just recently diagnosed with COVID, so she's not like. Um... Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm going crazy in New York right now, but I'm good. I'm staying hydrated. I have an apple next to me. I'm secretly biting it uh, softly, so y'all can't hear me. Girl, bite the <laughs> apple. You can't hear me. Can't... We don't so, care. Can you hear me eating the apple? I don't care. No. Girl, they hear me eating crap all the time on this show. Bite the okay, apple. Okay. Yeah. If you okay, knew, gotcha, yeah. Gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to fat slut this Friday, huh, Joe? Oh. <laughs> Christian's trying yes, to get me I to corn. It. Yeah. Cor- Christian's trying to get me to, to uh, fat slut at, at the precinct with cornbread. Um, oh, my God. Do it. It's going to be so fun. I did it. I did the first one. It's oh, you so did? fun. Oh. Yeah. There we go. So, okay. Yeah. So, no. So, uh, yeah. So, I was traveling a lot mm-hmm. at, um, on the last two months. And so, I was like, you know what? I don't even need to focus on gigs. But then, when this all went down with this whole drama online, mm-hmm. um, 
the gigs kind of stopped as well. Mm -hmm. So I got, um, it was weird because it's like, I'm in New York, I have no gigs because I haven't been trying to hit up people and make things happen, but then I'm also not traveling. So I kind of turned that month of waiting for the finale because I knew all the stuff that was going to happen in the finale. Mm -hmm. Um, I just kind of used that month to take care of myself, which is what I did. And, um, but now I've been talking to places and about coming back and working. So, uh, in the new year, I definitely will have more events, but right now dragnet, uh, is still go- happening and it's actually tonight, but I won't oh. be there, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and, um, yeah, just been doing like uh guest spot at the moment in New York. Okay, so now let's get to Dracula. So they, there was a sort of an intimation on the show that you've known the Boulets for a while. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've well, known them yeah. for about eight years. Okay, you know about eight years. Okay, I don't know if you're contractually obligated to not tell me this, but I have a theory, and Christian has a theory, that Swan, you know, both Christian and I are Mexican, that Swan uh-huh. is one of our people. Can you Swan control? is... Um... Um, Greek and I think uh, like Venezuelan or something uh, like that. Mm-hmm. White again, you knew it. Well, we not yeah. white again, but Latinas Unidas over yeah. here. All right, there we yeah, go. I, yeah, he's the Greek that like is ethnically Greek, yes. not like hey Tiffany, like yeah. Okay, so then how did, was there a fast track for you to get on the show, or did you just apply like everybody else? I applied like everyone else, um, but um, I feel that they knew what I could bring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm not going to say like, oh, like that had nothing to do with it, but I still had to do everything that everyone else had to do. Okay. So now let me go to a rumor that I saw online regarding, I don't know if you've ever talked about this officially, maybe you can't talk about it. But uh-huh. there was this rumor, and I'm sure you saw it on Reddit, that um, that there was something having to do with your costumes and the clothes you were bringing, and and when you were mourning your grandmother about shipping them out and blah 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 blah. Is this something you can talk about, or what's the story there? I'm pretty sure I can talk about that. Uh, yeah, because um, I don't see how that has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of issues with my clothing. Um, I because. I literally went from burying my grandmother, coming straight to New York, maybe four days later, um, doing fittings, people not finishing the clothes when they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And then literally it went from everyone was like, oh, well, we can, um, we can just send it to you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, if that works out better for y'all. Um, but it, there was, it was, there was just so many things that I basically, it was confusions about information that was given about where items could be delivered. Mm -hmm. And we got a list of places that items where items can be delivered, but some of those places were not places you could drop off Mm -hmm. items. So they got sent back to New York. Oh, that fucking sucks. Yeah, and also I'll be—I'm not gonna lie. Like the time management 
in this situation was not my friend. Like, I, I'm someone that if I'm going to sit down and do something that I've never done or haven't done that often, because I tried every look I did mm-hmm. out, but I didn't have as much time as I had, would have wanted mm-hmm. to try it more time. Mm-hmm. So, and I was trying to be versi- versatile, mm-hmm. so I was not wanting to do the look that I I know I could do just just mm-hmm. alone. Like I wanted to, because like for my intro, for example, yeah. um, uh, intro look, that's more the makeup that I would normally do as Mary Terry. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, all the other looks that you saw on TV are not normally what I would normally do. I would never just have boils on my face or anything like that. But again, I'm on Dragula. I'm trying to be different uh, and try to show versatility. Mm-hmm. Um, do but, you feel like that hindered you in any way? You know how they say, like, you never try something new that you haven't proved to be effective right before a big competition or like a red carpet, for example. Do you feel like that hindered you a little bit because you absolutely. tried something new? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was very upset that at, over time seeing some people literally do the same thing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I should like you know. By the time I realized, like maybe I should do that too, mm-hmm. it was already too late, and I was off. You know, mm-hmm. uh, so that kind of was upsetting for me because I'm like, oh man, like I would have given you a Mary Cherry face, mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, giving you body, you know, I would like you mentioned your intro look. I was like, Oh, this is the bitch. Like she's the bitch. She's got it. She looks great. You looked so cute when you came in. I mean, I felt like the intro was all about you really. And I was so happy with the tone that it set. And like you said, I was very impressed with like Sigourney, Dolly, like the girls doing the, but they were the girls that were doing like very consistent things, right? At the very yeah. beginning of the competition where like you were there until what, the fourth episode, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So like, I feel like after episode four is like, maybe that's when it would have been really good to like break away and then try something new. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. you're right. The girls that were st- staying very consistent with their brand, um, did end up doing really well in the beginning. Speaking of looks, how hot was that Marshmallow Man costume inside of that fucking... Oh, my God. So freaking hot. Actually, every single one of my outfits were so hot. And I need to, like, talk to my designer because I understand why they have to make everything so hot. Yeah, I was on edge watching you. I was literally like, holy shit, that looks... Like, you looked, you didn't look uncomfortable until, like, while you were on the stage, doing the stage show while they were showing that. But backstage, I was was like, I know this girl is dying. She's literally in, like, what was that material? It was all um, vinyl. uh, vinyl. Mmm, shit. Well, kudos to you. You're very brave for wearing that. And was it hotter being in that costume um, as being in the same room with Dolly? Oh my god, Dolly! <laughs> <laughs> He's fine as fuck. I never thought I'd be into. It. And like, I remember when he with I was like, "Damn!" In the clown paint, in the fucking clown paint, I'm into it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he's a dirty, dirty boy. Ooh, but in a good way. Yeah, we love dirty. Um, no, he's um he's gorgeous, but um, 
Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's actually jump right into episode one. We're just going to do briefly episode one. We'll do the episodes, and then we'll take some fan questions if you're okay with that. And then, um, so okay. going into this, um, and I, I know you're contractually obligated what you can and can't say, but you're taken to a haunted house of some kind, or, or, uh-huh. uh, of some kind, right? Did you, were mm-hmm. you truly surprised? Were you like, I don't know where I'm going? Like, this is like, are we seeing legit things here when you're, when you're like, cause you were the first one out. Were you, what did you know? Oh yeah, no, I was definitely surprised. Yeah. No, I, I was kind of like, where are we going? Cause I, I was the one that was in the first, um, yeah. <laughs> round of band. Yeah. And I was kind of just like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so would you see that? And you kind of see it also at the reunion as well. A part, a part of it, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I was kind of just like, what is going on? So when I went in to that room mm-hmm. and that little, because I couldn't even really see him. Yes, um, the little hairy yeah. werewolf boy man mm-hmm. thing. I was like, what is going on? Like, it, I was actually scared. Like mm-hmm. that, no lie. Um, so that screaming was not like, just, like just acting. That was me actually being scared because I could. I think my eyes hadn't adjusted or something. So mm-hmm. all I really saw was like someone in dirty clothing jumping at me with like a fucked up face. <laughs> That's how I met Christian. <laughs> oh, fuck you, Joe. <laughs> but um, <laughs> now when you actually went to the haunted house later, were you actually scared in this haunted house? Were you like, oh, my God, you know, or what's the story there? Oh, no, it was definitely scary for yeah. sure. I mean, I didn't think I was going to get killed or anything mm-hmm. like that, but. I was scared for sure. Yeah, yeah that every, show was a spooky setup. Every room, every situation was like, "What's going to happen next?" I remember the gorny um, twisted her ankle, uh, and when they put oh, us yeah. in those, like, oh my god, that was so scary! Like those coffin things. Yeah, I told you fit. Like they had to push, 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 push me in, mm-hmm. and you kind of saw. I was like, "I'm not going to fit," and then. Pushed me in to the point where my fucking fat ass was in there like a hot dog, like a wrapped <laughs> sausage. She was a little and, chorizo. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And so I started having a, a, a I started getting a panic attack. I would Because I was like, I can't breathe properly. Mm-hmm. I'm in this thing. And I literally was yelling. I'm like, hello. No, I can't be in here. I'm starting to have a panic attack. And they just start the machine moving. I'm just like, oh, my God, they didn't hear me. And they just put, like, this camera in front of us. And I'm just, like, freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have a panic attack. And thank God the thing just dropped off. But then my wig fell off, <laughs> uh, of course. Um, yeah. But, no, it was uh, it was a fun time for us to, like, really get to know one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was a great introduction to each other, you know. And then uh, now Zava, you you, you guys kind of knew each other before. This what was the story because you and Zava are sort of like the sort of key points in this first part of the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, so Zava used to be Madeline Hatter's daughter. Oh, and oh. Madeline Hatter and I are very good friends. Mm-hmm. And so when they stopped being friends, and I started hearing all this drama about. Zava, I was kind of like, okay, this bitch sounds crazy. Mm-hmm. Let me not let her get too close. Okay. Um, but then when I went away to take care of my... So I went home in Berkeley in 
the first, the second week. Oh my God, it's been a year. Um, uh, the second week of December mm-hmm. to visit my grandmother for the holidays, mm-hmm. and I had to quarantine for two weeks before um, visiting her uh, or going back to the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, wait, oh my God, why am I bringing that up? And so while I, I ended up staying there for nine months because it ended up that my grandmother needed help. Um, but, um, during that time I ended up asking her to, um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm getting confused. So during that time, Zava and my best girlfriend and sister Hor Chada, um, ended up becoming close and Chada took her in as her daughter. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden she becomes my niece, you know, my drag niece mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, which was cool, but I was like, girl, are you sure this girl's crazy? Uh, and again, I hadn't really gotten to know her yet, and I'm just working off of stories I heard. Mm-hmm. But, um, so when I was going, when I went in there and realized she was on the same path as me, I was like, this is going to be crazy because I know this bitch is going to be crazy. And she is crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is straight, like, she said things, and I'm someone who's very honest and keeps it really 100% real. Mm-hmm. She said things that I would say. You know, like, I, I, even though I can be bitchy at times, mm-hmm. there are things where I'm just like, you know what, this is not appropriate. Yeah. This is not going to make anyone feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it. And I it's feel good like television. she have that brain function. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's good television. Also, I feel like you and her, I loved when you would tell them like, you guys are so fucking quiet. Of course it's going to be the Mary Cherry show. You guys aren't participating. Right. And I feel like you really were trying to make really good television with a bunch of introverts. Cause think about it. Creative people, theatrical people, people that are involved in those arts usually tend to be, you know, they're expressive in their art. They're not really communicative verbally as much. So I really appreciated the banter between um, La Sabaleta and Mary Cherry. That shit was hilarious. Oh, yeah, and Betty as well. I feel that Betty, Zava, and I were the ones that kind of kept it a little thrilling. I think uh, Ashley would have done it as well if they had stayed longer. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very much that because this whole Mary talks too much, darling, trust me, when I went in there, I did not want to be the person who, like, talk all the time so i made sure to mentally try to step back um and make sure other people had their moments i just mm-hmm. didn't realize that there were going to be so many people that didn't step to the plate yeah well you know speaking so, of, oh, go ahead i'm sorry no go ahead uh and so i ended up realizing i'm like regardless of what i do i'm going to end up being on the loud mouth. And there was even a moment where there was a discussion where they were like, um, you know, you're not giving us a lot right now, everyone. Like, and you know, we know y'all think this is a Mary Cherry show, but Mary's giving us what we want. Mm-hmm. So talk more. Yeah. And they were like, Mary, like, and I was, I even offered, I was like, you know what? I will take even a step back. And this is like, not the first, or actually the last time, I will have to dim my light for other people 
who just mm-hmm. aren't shining as much as I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, but I was like, I will take even a further step back and let y'all do your thing. Yeah. And I did that. And um, when they were like action, it was complete silence for at least eight seconds. And I look Oof. over and I'm like, what? And I'm the loud person. I, like, what the <laughs> talk? Yeah. I feel you on and that. And they're like, well, we don't know what to say. You don't know what to say. We just finished the challenge. Talk about the challenge. Like, you know, like, what are you talking about? Like, the, oh, oh my God. How do you feel about the experiment? Like, talk. Which is funny because don't you think Jade, having done Drag Race before, would know how to do this? Mm-mm. Right, and she even, she mentioned it, right, in the reunion. She goes, even though I have experience on shows like this, she goes, I still wasn't even in the mental space for it. I don't think she... No, she definitely was not in the mental state for it, but I think um, a lot of us could have said that. You know, because when you really think about it, all of us had just... we Pandemic had even... Ended yet? I mean, pandemic isn't over yet, but shut down. Things hadn't even completely opened yet at this yeah. time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like we're all coming off of like being by ourselves or being in our little tiny bubbles in whatever town and city we're from, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we're put in this crazy world. Like, and someone said that to me two nights ago, and I was like, oh my god, I never even thought about it like that. Like, of course we all were on edge, right? You were in high end altered state of reality right yeah absolutely well i have a question for you i just realized this right now so this is something i thought about earlier is and i'm sure we've all seen you know season five of drag race is one of the most iconic if not the most iconic season so like jade's on that season and on that season she's giving behind the scenes bts very very feminine energy right good i love it right but then on this one She's giving very, when she's not in drag, masculine energy. Which, which one do you believe is closer to the reality or has she evolved? What do you think, Mary? No, I actually think she definitely evolved, but I think they was like 24 yeah. when she filmed. So it's just like, I mean, who I was at 24 now, I'm 38. Like, yeah. I'm definitely not even close to that person right now, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, so I think that's more what was going on than anything else. She just grew up. Um, yeah, she grew up. So yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Jade, I'm really glad you guys had that moment. You, Betty, and Jade had that moment on the reunion, and I'm glad that they included it. I really appreciated what all of you had to say about it, and it did clear a lot of stuff up. And mm-hmm. like you guys said, one of you guys mentioned, if you would have just been open about that, Obviously, we wouldn't have made it your excuse for your behavior, but we would have been more understanding and maybe we would have been able to facilitate a better environment for you. Um, how did you feel like reflecting on that moment? Um, the, that, the fact that I came out mm-hmm, and like people got to see what, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I was shocked that people were like, oh, you are treating Sigourney this way because of her being a woman. And I'm like, Oh yeah. When they were, when they were trying to say that you're a misogynistic, I was like, 
Um, no. Like, I instantly was like, I don't see that at all. You don't have to like everybody. And it doesn't have to be about who they are always. You know what I'm saying? Like, in terms of like, oh, that's a woman. It's like, okay, if I am currently in an argument with my female roommate, I'm not going to be like, considered misogynistic, right? Over fighting over dirty dishes or something. Yeah, but I'm going to exactly. jump in here. For, I'm going to jump in here for a second. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to jump in here for a second. And I'm going to go back to season five, actually. One of the things that we heard, I've heard, is that and Ben and Jinx were the same way, was that Ben and Jinx on their respective seasons, six and five, were one way on camera, but were totally different off camera, right? That that the Jinx we saw in season five was this sweet little innocent thing, but maybe wasn't so much so off camera, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I will say, Mary, I will say this, and I don't know if you can comment on this, whether you want to comment on this. I will say the way the show is cut, the way the show is edited, you see no reason for Mary to go for Sigourney. So the only conclusion you can come to is because she's a woman, because this, the version of Sigourney that we're seeing is she doesn't really say much and she doesn't say anything. So you're very like, well, why is this person coming for Sigourney? It must be because she's a woman. Oh, that is fair. The, that is fair. You are correct. Um, you don't see what is happening mm-hmm. behind scenes. Yeah. And my feelings towards them was created towards their behavior off screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, really like I, you mentioned something about um, her making you feel off. Like, I forgot what word you used in particular, but it made a lot of sense when you said that. There were just. Uh, I don't really know exactly what you're talking about, but like there were moments where she would say things. And again, like I want to um, uh, put this out there that uh, although we're not a hundred percent cool, I have no like ill will towards her, mm-hmm. but I also, I'm, I have to speak my truth, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just felt that, she would say things to make people feel a certain way, mm-hmm. and um, it felt very manipulative to mm-hmm. me. Um, like, um, and I mean this completely respectfully, because I posted something on Twitter and people went, oh my God, how low will you go? You're bringing up her <laughs> dead mom. I respect yeah. her and what she went through, like because I went through the same thing. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is that I'm not saying that she was not so I, I mentioned that we were crying one day together um, while we weren't filming, talking about our, her mom and my grandmother. Mm-hmm. And uh, I started crying first, and then she started crying, and I went and I started holding her. But then I realized she was not actually crying. The sounds that were coming out of her mouth, or the sounds coming out of her were fake fake crying sounds, if mm-hmm. that makes any sense to y'all. Yeah. Like when someone's mm-hmm. just like badly acting, mm-hmm. fake crying sounds. And I kind of pulled myself away from her and looked her in the eyes and there wasn't a single tear mm-hmm. in her eyes. And that made me think, oh my gosh, she trying to manipulate the situation somehow mm-hmm. um, in some way to make me feel a certain way. And again, I have to say that we are in such a crazy high pressure situation. Mm-hmm. Like everyone in some level is playing some kind of game uh, to an extent, you know, mm-hmm. and 
for me, I like I said in my episode or uh, in one episode, I think it was episode two, where I was just like, I'm not playing a game with people on the show. I was playing a game to win the cha- or challenges or win the competition, mm-hmm. but I wasn't playing a game with other people, getting inside, trying to get inside people's heads. Right. Is what I actually meant. And I felt that her, uh, in particular, mm-hmm. were, she was doing that. And it made me hesitant to get too close uh, because I was just like, what's your deal? What's your plan? And, and to add, she is a well-oiled um, pageant queen. Yes. And that, it's something that we talked about a lot. So mm-hmm. with what I know about pageant queens, that even made me even more um, weary of her tactics. Cause you know that they're yeah. out there doing crazy shit for sure. They're hyper competitive yeah. and you can kind of see that side of her on um, the episode previous to the reunion when they're asking each other, who do you see in the top three? Right. And she's like, I see myself, Saint, and Dolly because, Hoso, you're too young. You're not experienced. You don't deserve to be on the road. And I was like, bitch, because he's probably one of your biggest competitions. And, of course, you're trying to, you know, like, psych him out. Mm-hmm. I Like, I, yeah. I personally caught, took it that way. I was like, Hoso's so talented. He's so imaginative, so original. Um, just, I was like, she, how? By the way. What was that? It's she. <laughs> Oh, she, I'm so sorry. She, no worries. worries. She's, I mean, she's incredibly talented. So I was just like, what? How are you going to use those? So young people aren't allowed to perform. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of weird. And to be, I'm, to be real, yes, Hoso's station was, there was a lot going on. Okay. At the end of the day, comparing how someone's stationed during a reality TV filming looks compared um, compared to how um, their station is going to look while they're at a venue for one night during two numbers, most likely, is going to be completely different. And right. I don't think we can compare the two. Right. It just wasn't fair for her to say that. Like, don't use yeah, that as an excuse. Well, I have two things. The, the question I have to ask right now is, and Mary, I don't know how much you know about this or whatnot, but there, you know, there was the episode where Hoso was being, I guess, difficult. Was that something that was common throughout the season when you were there? Or is this a one-time thing? Or what do you know about it? What can you say? I think it just got more, um, became more of an issue as time uh, continued on. But I noticed parts of it, but I didn't, I wasn't bothered by it because I felt that Koso had many different elements to her looks just as much as I did. Mm -hmm. But the only thing is that when I was told Mary now, um, for the fifth time, I finally was just like, fine. And even though I was not happy with a look or I didn't finish everything like I wanted, Mm -hmm. I got in line to, start the floor show also mm-hmm. <coughs> would take us just a little longer but i didn't i wasn't like oh well she gets more time it's just like uh at some point you got to be like okay well i'm not going to be able to do too much there's people screaming at me to you know get in line you know was she rude to production there's sort of oh no of- no she wasn't rude okay i think it was more just like hey because you know for example, I would need help with my boots. Like mm-hmm. I'm like I'm in a corset right now. Mm-hmm. I can't strap my boots on. 
So yeah. I would have someone from production put my, help me put my boots on. Mm-hmm. And that was very similar to what she would have to do. I need you to put my, help me tie my corset on, help me tie my, um, this one item on. Mm-hmm. And it was just basically just asking for assistance. But when you have so many elements to one look, what else can you do but need help? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. It just happened that a lot of the people that, were competing with her had elements to their looks that they just didn't need help with. So let's get back to Sonorgi, as you called her in episode one, and I lived for... <laughs> oh, that was gas. I was, I was like, you really had me confused on her name. I was like, is he it pronounced Nagorni? Like, yeah. I was so confused. Mary should have kept calling her Sonorgi the whole time. You should have. Yeah. So... Oh my god! So, but I did know Sonorgi before. She's she's a Chicago queen, right? And she yeah, uh, and she, yeah, and she she was a known pageant queen. So actually, maybe Hoso didn't phrase her correctly. But and I feel a lot of the queens actually on this season weren't necessarily Dragula, quote unquote, in their blood. You know, um, I think you could say the same thing about Jade. You know, so um, because it did seem on some of. Sonorgi's outfits that she would just put on like one element that might be Dracula, but it was an outfit shit that already existed that she had for like something eye else. contacts and yeah, yeah. yeah it's very it's getting very that uh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, uh, okay. but what what's your question? I just wanted to say that to be honest with you. Okay, so oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think I've heard a question, but yeah, okay. it's very it was very that, and it definitely. Um, watching this season, I'm like, fuck, I went about this totally wrong. Okay, wait, wait, one more thing. I would, yeah, go, go ahead. I wouldn't have done something better, because I told, I said this before, and I'll say it again, I love majority of Sigourney's outfits. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I love them for the challenges, each mm-hmm. challenge, but I love all her outfits. Yeah, And I would have worn, I would have worn a lot of them. Um, with that said, though, uh, I feel that if I had known, like I said, like if I had known that I could have done that, I just, yeah. I would have never felt that that was a situation where, you know, I could have just given a pretty face mm-hmm. and, uh, worn some contacts and some cool hair mm-hmm. and gone that far, like. If if I had known that, I would have definitely um, <coughs> gone ham, you know? Yeah. Now, one more question before I move on. This has been bothering me. I, and I'm embarrassed of this. I've never seen the movie Saw, okay? And I love horror movies. Okay. How did this horror professor and any of the people on the judges panel look at formaldehyde? I've never seen Saw, and I'm all, that's the person from Saw. How are they like, we don't know what you were doing? Was- I thought that was weird, too. I think they were just, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was like, what, girl? Maybe what I said was maybe it was just, like, from the panel of judges. How far were they sitting um, in comparison to where you guys were standing? Not that far. You 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 were able to see it. The details? You could see you, all the you, details? You could tell. You could totally mm. tell. And how many walks I, did you do? Of course Huh? How many walk? How many times did you walk the the floor? I mean, I would say it's about a ten minute moment. Okay, 
right. So Damn, they, 10 minutes of just walking around in your outfit? But it's not walking, honey. Uh, you got to work it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. But that's No, but that's what I'm saying. 10 minutes, filling 10 minutes of selling yourself, that's, that's a lot of um, time. Like, that's hard. I'm saying that's a difficult challenge. So oh, props is, to the yeah, people. It is, it is difficult, for sure. It's not just like during a runway, for sure. It's, you have to, it's acting. And a lot of times I would be creating my character. Cause I had my character before coming on this, like the idea of like what mm-hmm. I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But like my character wasn't fully realized until, you know, maybe an hour or so before mm-hmm. on the floor show, because I had to like really be like, what, what is going on in your mind right now? Who are you? And what, what, um, like, what are you trying to really fully deliver on the stage? Because, um, you, that, that 10 minutes, you really had to, um, give them and they watched, you know, cause Swan or Drac would say, you know, at points you hear them say like, we didn't get your character to some people, you know? Mm-hmm. And I even think they said that to me one episode and they were right because that character, I kind of went in and out of mm. um, two different characters that I created. And what I realized is that after I was done, I was like, the reason why I kept going in and out is because that character was two different people in the first place because it was my monster rock. And even though I did Elton John, quote unquote, <laughs> thanks Piggy or not Piggy. What's her name? Oh my God. Not Poppy. Piggy. Um, <laughs> Poppy. Poppy. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. Oh shit. Okay. Um, Piggy is actually Joe. Yes, that is actually me. Oh my yeah. god. Stop. Piggy Carnitas. No. Yeah, I'm I'm Piggy Carnitas. Oh my god. That is, that's my actually my drag name is Latina Faye. That's what my drag name is. Oh, that's a good name. Thank you. That's um, cute. Okay. I appreciate that. Okay, thank you. Now I have a question. Now I know I'm, I already know. That this question you technically can't answer because of contracts. But let me phrase it in a way that maybe you can comment. When they do, when you're putting on your drag and the makeup and you're beating your face and blah, 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 blah. And they do the attention competitors, attention competitors. We know, okay? We all know that that is, you guys have like half a face on. That that is not when you're really going there. So my question to you is this. Do you think, do you speculate that that's a running joke? Or do they want us to seriously believe that you have to go to the runway right there? Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, we literally get on right after. <laughs> I Understood. Yeah, we, like, we're on the runway, like, yeah. seconds after that bell goes off. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Christian. What were you going to say? Nothing. That's all right. So, really quick, on, on, on episode two, which was, you know, the monster beach party or whatever. When you're okay, most confusing fucking prompt in the world. I love how they acted like Nosferatu beach party. How did you not understand that? I even listened to them, the Boulets talk about it on their podcast. Like, we thought it was so clear. No, bitch, it's not fucking clear. Like, and they wanted you guys to hit these specific points and references. And I was like, how do you get that by Nosferatu, Nosferatu beach party? Um, well, I actually got it because it was um, Nosferatu, like, beach blanket party, something like that, which 
directly references Annette Funicello movies mm. that were from the era. And also Anne Margaret was brought up as well. Okay. So that's why we knew that that was that era. Oh, okay. Uh, which is why I told Coco, like, hey, um, you know, like, maybe your hair should look more like Anne Margaret. Mm-hmm. And she was like, who the fuck is that? And I was like, what? <laughs> You're <laughs> like, fuck, we're losing. We're fucking losing. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, girl, you have baby hairs for ni- early 1960s challenge, you know? And I will also say that I did not have a wig. Mm-hmm. My wig did not fit underneath my helmet. And I definitely wanted the helmet. So I ended up going without the wig. Um, and I also fucked up by not testing the wig with the helmet uh, like I should have because I would have had a day to actually change that. But um, I think my look was fun. I was happy with it. But I also think I could have done better. I was Coco and it the reunion was like the biggest shock of my life or not really. That's dramatic. I'm sound so dramatic, but like, I was so shocked by Coco's response to me. But then I realized over time, um, that she was taking a lot of frustration. Cause it sounds like she, we actually come from a very similar situation where I was, when I first started doing dragon Brooklyn, the girls that were doing drag, and there was even a smaller amount of them, they looked down on me so hardcore. I was not wearing um, heels at all at that time. I was wearing flip-flops with fuzzies on them 24-7, and I was proud of it, and it actually got me more books because people were like, who's this bitch, you know? And um, I just kept rising above it, and they could talk, but at the end of the day... Now, fast forward 10 years later, a lot of those girls don't work in, anymore or I'm the one that's putting money in their pocket. Okay. And, okay. And so um, I get where she's coming from, where, you know, she's probably, her drag has probably been torn down. And that's not at all where I was coming from. I was talking about the challenge. And she, the fact that she held on to that all, all while until the, the whole time until the challenge is like, or until the reunion is was so shocking to me because we had opportunities to, we had a few opportunities to be around one another. And the fact that she didn't discuss it. And like, I was mentally there for her because, you know, after being eliminated, so soon she was going through it. Um, or they were going through it and I tried to be there as much as possible and tried to lift them up as much as possible and for that switch to happen. And I'm not trying to like gaslight the situation because if that's their feelings, that's their feelings. But for me, I was shocked because there was a good amount of time for that to be a discussion if that was like a real issue. And I'm almost like, wow, you were holding on to that for so long. Like, what's right. 
Right. And you can tell, like, your reaction during the reunion was felt very genuine. And I was even confused, like, well, where the fuck was this bitch the whole time that the cameras were rolling? You should have been talking like this the whole fucking time. Yeah. And that's another thing. And I, I get through, I am 38. So I have seen and experienced a, a good amount of stuff. And I will have to say that I have seen people who, take out their frustrations on other people. And I knew eventually through the, while we were filming the reunion that that's what was happening. So I was just going to allow her to do what she needed to do to feel better at that moment. And um, we did make up, but then, you know, I think all the drama of what's happened the last month kind of has resurfaced some things. So I don't know if we're like in a good place or not, but at the end of the day, uh, I've never, from day one, was like a Coco fan. And she even, like, you know, she lost her place of living during filming. And oh, after three days of knowing her, I was like, bitch, I, I don't know you, but I like what I see. If you want to come to New York, you can stay in my apartment for two months, I will make sure you get booked out because I know you can kill it as a performer mm-hmm. and um, you can save up that money. You can either find a place in New York or you can move back to Oklahoma, whatever you want to do. And um, let's just make that happen. And she was just like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Blah, blah, blah. And so to go from that to like the reunion and having her like, basically seemed like she hated me. Right. So like, and my whole thing with being in the group with, with Zava putting me in the group, I just, because to be honest, before we started filming, she was in such a bad mood. We were all, everyone kept being like, you okay? You okay? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, you know, so we all were just like, what's going on with Coco? Does anyone know what's going on with Coco? And no one knew because she wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So he was in such a bad mood. And then when we found out what the next challenge was, and that was going to be a group challenge, I was like, oh, fuck. And then <laughs> for Zava to put us together when I'm like, girl, she's obviously not in the right mental mm-hmm. space today. Why would you put me in a group with her? Is where I was coming from. I'm like, why would you want to? Would you want to be in a group challenge with someone who was moping around, uh, moping around for the last like hour and a half, two hours? Yeah, hell would no, you? absolutely not. No. Especially if Zava was like in my drag family, I'd be, I'd be offended by it for sure. I'd be like, bitch, we're on a fucking global, international stage right now, and this is what you're gonna do to me. It, it definitely feels like sabotage. Like if I was in your shoes, I'd be like, come on, girl, you should be my sister in this moment. Um, yeah. And yeah. And it sucks because Coco was so good that first episode. She fucking killed it. I was such a fan of yeah. her drag and I wanted to see more from her, but I felt that defeated attitude, especially the episode that she went home. Yes, for sure. You know, uh, without you, a doubt, you said when Coco came for you, that was one of the most shocking things that's happened to you. Do you Mary, can I please tell you what was the most shocking moment of my life? What? When I found out Christian is a top. 
Fuck you, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. A, I'm like, I could have told you that's a lie on the phone. <laughs> no, she says she claims she's a top. I'm a blouse. Okay. Oh, really? I'm a feminine, yes. flowy, mm-hmm. silky, beautiful blouse. Okay, and, work, bitch. And I'm just out here looking for my pair of trousers. But you know what? I'm also a Libra, <laughs> so I'm a lot more verse than oh, okay. I proclaim. But this is a problem. If we're on this subject. Yeah. All these quote unquote tops don't really know what the fuck they're doing. So if I can top you better than you can top me, then I'm going to be like, get the fuck, turn the fuck around right now. Turn the fuck around because it's not going down because you don't know what you're doing, sir. Okay. Well, there yeah. We see, if I'm going to top you, I need to know that you know what you're doing. Um, but I'm, I'm all about the verse versatility. Oh, yeah. It's 2021. Everyone's got to be verse. If I'm going to top you, Absolutely. I need to know that you can withstand uh, that much uh, weight on top of you. Like, what your weight limit is. Oh, my God. Stop. It's, I'm, I bet you I'm bigger than your ass. Girl, don't even... Me, you, and Lori, when you come to L.A., you know, we're doing a thing. We're taking... We have a skinny little WeHo queen that does work with us. And she just got married. Okay. So we're, we're taking her to a bachelor okay. party. And this bitch says that she can eat okay. as much as me and Lori. We're taking her to a bachelor party, but when you come out here, Lori, Christian can come too. Lori and I will take you. We will have an eating contest, and we will. And I'm telling you, and, and we will win. All right, I'm down for that. Let's yeah, do that. We will 100% I'm do supposed it. to be coming to LA for um, New Year's. Oh, okay, 100. percent It's oh, you know what? We're doing the bachelor around New Year's. You're coming to it. Okay, here we go. Lit. All <laughs> right. So why don't we do this? One one more thing before we go. We're gonna talk, let's talk about your elimination episode really quickly. One shady of them that they kept showing the green makeup from the episode before in your little ear holes that you couldn't get out. So shady, so fucking shady. You know what? So funny. Everyone though. kept saying that. I was like, whatever. I was like, that's like what for me. That's the type of drag. That's the drag that happens out here. It's like people will show up at brunch the ticket after working all night mm-hmm. and they'll still have makeup on their neck so then it's all on their collar oh. and whatnot and you're just like what's up bitch like i wasn't blaming you i'm saying it's shady that they kept showing it um all right let's talk about monsters of rock yeah that was, that was the one shady bitches, though. <laughs> yeah the one where sonorgi was the team leader and you were down let, let's get into that so what, what how do you remember it and whatnot and and because it isn't, it, I will say it is not clear. They just said she's the lead singer, and uh, so yes, why you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank I you. agree. Lead I singer. Agree. I was like, I don't, and like everyone was like, every a few people have said to me, a lot of people have said to me, like it was so obvious. I'm like, was it? Because it wasn't to me. Like I heard lead singer, so I, to me, that meant that you were the one that's going to be quote unquote singing. Mm-hmm. That had nothing to do with like leadership role, in my opinion. You know, mm-hmm. right? Uh, lead singer, lead singer was in there, but I didn't. I maybe I don't know about bands, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know. But like for me, like I didn't, I didn't realize that the lead singer was the person who like controls the bands and tells the band everything that they're going to do because yeah. the bands I know, mm-hmm. they all work together. Yeah, right. Okay. So I just didn't get that part mm-hmm. at all. So and then, like I said, yeah, go ahead. even though I was called a liar, <laughs> I said the moment I found that out, I stepped in line. 
and did what needed to be done. But why did they tell you this sooner? And did not argue with her whatsoever. Why didn't they tell you this sooner? They didn't tell you you were going to rehearse um, on the stage. I don't really know. I and I don't really know. Even though there wasn't that big of a time difference, though, okay. from when we were arguing in the boudoir to when we were practicing, <laughs> practicing on the stage. No. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. They told me uh, at a good good time, I would say. Okay, yeah, that's why it was kind of annoying that they kept dragging it out. Yeah. About me finding out? Yeah. yeah, they were making it look like you found out like 48 hours later, like moments before the challenge. I was like, I'm pretty sure she got the clue like pretty quick. Yeah, I got it. Oh, um, I didn't feel that way. But yeah, I mean, I, I got it within like an hour yeah, or so, something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And um let's do this you know okay here's another but again, one again oh, go it goes back to i'm sorry I'm, no 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 no, no. You the victim mm-hmm. the victim issue it's like because people are like we don't understand the victim like how is Sigourney being a victim and i even like you know before i stopped contacting people online or responding to people online i was like what do you not get do you not get the historical uh history of white people becoming victims of black and brown people mm-hmm. like and pe- that person was like no i don't understand i'm like because you don't want to understand if you don't understand in that content then you just don't want to understand because um yeah i was told by jade that she was going to be a vic- act like a victim because they were close friends as well mm-hmm. and they had their own side conversation <laughs> with <laughs> <laughs> which is why I did not trust either of them at, right. at one point. Because they were messy like, bitches. I was just like, girl, if you're telling me that this person is going to be act like a victim during confessionals so that Betty and I look bad, um, that's messed up. You should join me in calling them calling out, out. Or at least, yeah. and be like, what, what's the tea? And maybe... There's a confusion. There was confusion or whatever, but let's talk it out. And I was hit by someone who at the time was my close, one of my closest friends. It was Jade and I, mm-hmm. Jade or Jade and Betty and I. Mm-hmm. And Jade looked me in the face and was like, if you say I said it, I will say you're lying and that it never happened. And that was the moment I was like, you are done with me. I'm mm-hmm. done with you. And now I have to watch out for Sigourney because she obviously is like I are, have already been saying, is playing some sort of fucked up game. And then guess what? The next day, I'm in a group with her. You know? Oh, it's like, fuck. So, okay, but let me actually, I wouldn't call this pushing back, but wouldn't you say that Zava kind of did the same thing? This is my speculation. Because Zava is so extra episode one. And then, and, and she's mm-hmm. extra in the first half. And then all of a sudden, she just has this redemption. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, where she is like, you know, guys, I want to apologize, <laughs> and now I'm a nice person. And I was like, how in in a week? Like, you know, in, in terms of filming, in two weeks. Um, so, yeah. why did you say that Zava was sort of she wanted to have a narrative arc when going from the bitch to the nice, sweet person? 
You know what? Um, I, it's easy to say that by watching it, but you know, I had a discussion with someone that episode and they said, well, um, when you really think about it, at that point, Zava's, all Zava's people were gone. All the oh. people that she was getting along with. So it's like, what else are you going to do but try to make up with the people that you're left with? Mm, well, that's also, a great point. And also, I think I, I think, and I think the Boulay said this. So I think you're safe. I believe the Boulays on their podcast said that the cast, after that big giant fight, was talked to and told to cool it. So maybe that was part of it, too. Yeah. Uh, they did say that, yeah, um, and I heard about that as well, um, actually, obviously later, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, from what I hear, it got, um, which was also validation for me, because it made it, you know, I, w- I feel like it was I was made to look like the dramatic one that caused a lot of issues, mm-hmm. but, like, no, bitch, I was just the one only, I was the first one just being open about it, and everyone else had to wait um, to show their... Um, bitchy sides. Okay, two more things, then we'll go to the speed round. But uh, two things. This is another one of those. I know you can't say anything, so I'm very curious to see what you say here. One of my favorite things is they would have you guys <laughs> during when you'd come back the next day do your fake sewing and fake this, and you the whole episode. The episode you go home, you're like, I don't sew. I can't sew. I don't sew. I marry. I don't sew. Right. And then they're uh-huh. doing the fake painting and this, and it shows you sewing, right? So was I sewing? <laughs> sewing something? Yeah, I think you're like fake sewing, like a boot or something. I don't remember. I'd have to go back and look. But oh, I, I, I was gluing a boot. I was oh, gluing a boot. Oh, in my head you were sewing. I was like, that is so shady. She just said she can't sew, and I mean fake sew. Okay, no, no. Here's the here's the. Final and I can sew. I uh-huh. just can't like the outfits that I was going to make for that show. Yeah. I was not going to make. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I can. I can get a piece of fabric and another piece of fabric. That's why when she was like, what would you have been able to do? I'm like, bitch, I know how to like sew fabric together. I'm talking when my looks, mm-hmm. the, my looks, I would not have been able to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But when we're talking about a simple gown, like two strap gown, yeah, I could have done that. Yeah. But um, I also was not trying to. I also thought we all should have made our own looks because yeah. that's a part of the challenge. Mm-hmm. The other group made their own looks, but my group did not want to make their own looks. And another thing that I thought was fucked up is like, I was like, yeah, let's be a little more rock and roll instead of like fucking pretty girls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, then I'm told uh, what they're like, literally what happened was we were like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to be like more punk and whatnot. And when I went over to everyone's face to see what they were doing and they all were pretty and mm-hmm. I was looking like a fucking wet Muppet, I was like, wait a minute, what happened to what? They're like, and then uh, what did Jade say? I was like, girl, what happened? I thought we were going to do this one look. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm wearing brown eyeshadow. And I said, I got to go. Oh my God. I was like, I got a motherfucking girl not brown eyeshadow yeah and the pretty girl thing that didn't make sense to me i definitely would have loved that more punk rocky vibe like that glam rock yeah. energy yeah yeah um okay but, now here yeah, yeah. go ahead no good finish your thought although i'm saying it is what it is okay now here's the question i always wanted to know how difficult 
is it? I mean, you just said Coco was going. Well, they burned a little picture of Coco, like a little statue of Coco. But like for you, how hard is it after such an emotional thing that you're eliminated from this competition to then go and film your death scene? Uh, is that difficult to do? Uh, yes, because you're just full with so much, many emotions yeah. and whatnot. Um, and what a long was, day. That's a long-ass, another production that you have to be involved in after the, a long-ass day. Yeah, no, it's definitely a lot. Um, but um, for me, it was just like, hey, at least we know I'm done. I know that I'm going to be able to just like, get away from this craziness because at this point I was so crazy in my head like I was so in my head because you don't know who to trust only person at that time I knew I could trust was Zava um, from Aldehyde and uh, of course Betty <clears throat> and I just um, didn't really at that time at least, and I just didn't I, did, I, was, I was so bare boned when I came of filming after everything I went through, not just lose bearing my grandmother, who was like my when I say my everything, I mean like she was there was no other person besides I mean my mom died um when I was younger, but like it was just my mom and my grandmother all my life. So I didn't have uncles or um or grandfathers to like uh be in my life. It was just my grandmother and my mother and I. And so, um, and then also dealing with my grandmother's son and him being an evil ass fucker. I just, I, everything that when I came to filming, I had gotten rid of all the armor I had created for myself to survive in New York. Mm-hmm. And it was an emotional mind spot, to say the least. Okay. Well, Thank you so much for doing this. We're going to go through a speed round. But before we do, we'll do this twice. The people who are listening live, uh, Mary, they The people that what? The people who are listening live. There's a small number of people listening live. And this is also going to go out to the public. They're so thankful for what you did. They want you to give out your Venmo so they can send you some tips. What are your, what's Mm -hmm. your Venmo? We'll do it again at the end. Oh, well, also thank you everyone for listening. Hello. Um, uh, I also hope that you got get a better understanding of uh, me, Mary Cherry. Hi. Mm-hmm. Um, so my Venmo is Bank of Cherries. Um, that's B-A-N-K-O-F Cherries, C-H-E-R-R-I-E-S. All right. We'll give it again at the end. All right. Here are the, here are the send, a, send a tip to Mary for such a great interview. Uh, all right. From Jordan, Jordan Darley wants to know, fuck, Mary kill, Drax, Swan, or Israel? And Israel. Fuck, Mary kill. Oh my God, no! <laughs> okay, well I'm gonna. Okay, even though I love them, uh, I'm gonna have to um, kill Swan because Swan totally um, came for my uh, slippers. <laughs> okay. Okay, so there's that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, don't be talking about my slippers. Yeah. Um, and then, um. Uh, I would marry Drac because we actually have very similar um, humor. Okay. And I feel like uh, it would be fun. 
Um, and then I would fuck Israel because I mean, oh, I would let Israel fuck me. Oh, Ooh, girl. Yeah. Ooh, I've met him in person. He is a very, very attractive man. He, and he's so sweet. Like just the way he looks he's at so you. Sweet. Absolutely. Um, oh, wait, you know- I'm like, are you going to fuck me or kill me? But yeah. Totally. <laughs> right, bro. Well, you know, I just realized you came back for the second, the last episode in the last day of production for the, uh, for the dunk tank. Were you supposed to be in the dunk tank? I was supposed to be, but bitch, it was a weight limit of 200. 200? Damn. Yeah, I'm like, how many people are going to fit in that? Like, so I was like, there's no way I'm going to get yeah, in that, and yeah. which is why I did not have shoes, mm-hmm. okay? Because yeah. I thought that, you know, um, I don't need to wear shoes, heels, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, Your outfit makes sense yeah, now. I, I was actually, I liked it better the way that it happened, to be honest. Yeah. Even though they were yeah, reading because- for your reads. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but the heckling was funny. funny. I thought the heckling. I, had, I thought it was more heckle vibe. It was heckling. It was more yeah. heckle. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, but like, <laughs> I mean, I thought they were funny. I had a good time. Um, um, yeah. Fuck those bitches. <laughs> okay, Ready Eddie Ten wants to know. Besides yourself, who else do you believe deserves a second chance? I think Coco Kane. Well, Coco Kane or her uh, breastplate? That's a different competitor. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. Say that again? I said Coco or her breastplate. I, I believe the 12th competitor uh, was Coco's breastplate. Okay. Yeah, that's cute. Um, <laughs> you see, where, <laughs> where was that reading during the dunk challenge, Mary? Why weren't you reading like that? <laughs> um. Well, because I had... I don't know. Whatever. But um, no, I think Coco is a, is had... So much to offer, mm-hmm. but because of situations, could not bring everything that mm-hmm. um, she has. And I think now that she's traveling more and getting out there and like, you know, she was a small town girl who mm-hmm. had like a thousand and some followers um, during the beginning of this. And now where she's at and traveling and seeing parts of the world that she would have never seen otherwise, like, I feel like. If she comes back for an All Stars, she will be such a um, better version of herself, and financially will be able to um, get the things together that she wants, and um, we'll just have a better uh, mindset of like, because <laughs> obviously people liked what she showed them at the reunion, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was her, her, it was like the real her, you know, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as long as she remembers to continue to show people and be honest with people who she is and not, uh, and not say that she wasn't being honest. I'm saying, I think she was more nervous. I'm someone that I've been in front of TVs. I are on the camera for years now. I've filmed this, that, and the other. So I was naturally comfortable. Uh, and I, I, so I look forward to seeing her at, on all stars because I mean they'd be ridiculous not to have her for all stars. All right, Travi Causes wants to know: Are you really afraid of ghosts? Absolutely. Uh, Zach Nelson, like, producer Zach. Oh, go ahead. You have more to say about the ghosts? Absolutely. Like I'm just going to say, like really, I have been feeling ghosts as long as I can remember, at least until six or seven, and um, sometimes they. I feel their energy when they come into my space. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have one that lives in my apartment that killed themselves a while back, um, like I think 15 years ago. Um, oh and I, I feel her energy all the time. And it used to be extremely stronger than it is now. Um, like I, I am very in tune to that world. And I'm also just in tune to other people, which is why I can look at someone and be like, you're not being real. You're not being Mm. honest or whatever. Like I, if you believe in astrology, I'm a triple cancer. Mm -hmm. And, um, I, you know, I have my mother and grandmother have stories of me, like, for example, playing with my mom and then looking up to her and being like, Mr. Ben, our next door neighbor needs help. And then cue to five minutes later, Mrs. Ben running across the street to our house, uh, yelling for help because Mr. Ben just had a heart attack. Um, wow. And there's a lot of stories of that as when I was a child. So I have always been someone that's like really in tune to um, the other side and uh, just people in general. Oh, wow. Who, who knew we were going to get ghost stories with today's episode? Sorry. I know. No, no, I'm here for it. Spooky. I love it. Christian's going to tell you about La Llorona <laughs> yeah. in two seconds. All right. Um, yeah, what, what challenge that you didn't get to do would you have absolutely slayed? Um, The ghost. The ghost ship glamour episode. <laughs> oh, the challenge. Sorry. I was thinking of the extermination. Um, challenge. Um, I really was excited for my finale looks, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, my horror was mm-hmm. going to be a Karen and okay. I was going to do white face oh, and I have sick. a Karen hairstyle. Uh-huh. I was, I'm wearing a jumpsuit, um, a jumpsuit, a white jumpsuit. Um, and then when I opened the jumpsuit, the names of uh, people that had been killed due to due to lies by white people um, mm. were written in the inside, but in red um, with dripping um, crystals uh, that look like blood. Oh my gosh! You got to bring that and, on the road. That sounds so good. Oh, absolutely! And the best part was, was like I was going to bring a. I had a blind. I had blinds to like, you know be on the phone looking through the blinds like what's going on and then me (laughs) going crazy and then putting red droplets in my eyes because I'm just going crazy because I'm insane because to me I'm sorry but a Karen um during 2020 that was like one of my biggest fears they were so scary to me and I even had a few occasions where I would be walking down the streets and run into it not me but like be witness of a Karen attack on someone else. And mm-hmm. it was um, wild. Like the, the, the white women in this country went kind of crazy for, for a little bit, or maybe they've always been crazy. I don't yeah. know. But like, I was blown away by just like how many videos there were. And like, there was like an Instagram where it was like um, Karen live or whatever. And it was just like video after video after video of, uh, these Caucasian ladies just going crazy on people. And I'm like, what is going on? Because I just never knew that it was just so prevalent, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah. Oh, yeah. As someone that's worked retail for almost 10 years, trust me, they've always been here. <laughs> 
psycho oh, bitches yeah. when they don't get their way. I'm They're sorry. so entitled. Now, before so we let entitled. Mary go, Christian, have you gotten everything you want to ask Christian? I mean, ask Mary out of the way. Have you bring it to her? Mary, what do you think was your most iconic look, for better or for worse? The ones that you saw, I to be honest, I loved my um, Monsters of Rock look. Uh, not my group challenge look, but my individual run for show. I love that look so much. Um, it um, uh, just really emphasized what it, it was the most Mary Cherry. Yeah, that's I was what I able thought to too. deliver. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I had time to put pads on, but <laughs> you know, uh, thus is life. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, my favorite look that I was able to present on the show. And, you know, even though it wasn't fully realized, the um, mermaid, anglerfish, vampire. <laughs> now when I say it, it sounds crazy. But in my head, I'm like, yeah, this is going to be the tea. They're going to gig, yeah. You know, they didn't gig. They did not gig. Okay. I'd like to argue all of your looks were pretty fucking iconic, whether they were good looks or bad looks. Like, girl, your pleakly head ass on that Madam Western moment. I was like, <laughs> she's giving pleakly from Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Full, full geesh. It was so yeah. funny. I was like, where was her head thinking um, about this? But it was so yeah. fucking funny. I felt like if you had more time to execute that eye, that would have been sick. Yeah. Or if you did like a big prosthetic. Definitely. I, you know, I am not at the same skill level as a lot of people on the show because I usually, you know, I'm a showgirl. So I, I, I'm not getting crazy with the look, you know, but um, I, there are certain looks that I did that I'm like, you know what, maybe I should do some research and try to make it even better, you know, and that's one look that I'm like, it'd be cool to do some cool prosthetic eye or whatever, uh, just one. I just thought it'd be cool that, because even Meatball was like, well, why didn't you just do your two eyes? I'm like, no, because I was, again, trying to be different. I was I was challenging myself mm-hmm. this entire show like i and you know what every fucking outfit is a different motherfucking silhouette there is not a single repeat of a silhouette in anything i delivered and i'm proud of that you are very versatile i will absolutely give you that credit thank you Okay, we have a producer, not Andragula, named Luke Stamen, Mary, and she will not uh-huh. leave me alone. She needs to know what is your favorite Hillary Duff song? Oh, Let the Rain Fall. Hello. Mm-hmm. Good answer. All right. Because, and also, I performed that a few summers ago, mm-hmm. and I got intel that it was going to rain soon. So I postponed <laughs> the performance. Mm hmm. Until I felt the first raindrop, and I was like, "Show starting in two minutes," and then I started performing, and then it like started storming, oh my god, um, like crazy, and it was just like a perfect iconic um, moment to where I went like locally viral for you know a week. That's dope. I want to see yeah, that video. Really cool. Yeah, I want to see right? that too. It's like it's an Instagram video. It's not one like you know. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, you know, those the 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 technology's changed since then. Now, well, look, I think that's a great place to end this. 
Mary, we're going to oh, Hillary Duff. That's where we're in. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to end it on Hillary Duff. That's what we're going to. Well, because girl, this conversation is not ending. When you're in LA, you, me, and Christian are going to go eat. Christian's going to watch us eat, but then you and I will eat, and Christian will have you know like a celery with salt on it. Uh, wait, what restaurant, bitch? Because I love. I'll to let eat. you pick. You're okay, bitch. Also, okay. am I paying? No, no, no. Are you're you not paying. Pay I'm paying. I'm paying. But no, you know what? They, I better. Uh, uh, I better okay. pick because then Christian will take us. You know, all of a sudden I'm going to be a fucking like you know like uh, some super expensive restaurant that Christian likes to go to because Kim Kardashian looked at it one time. So fuck you, Joe. Fuck you. I'm not that kind of bitch. We're gonna yeah. <laughs> no? we're, we're gonna be at what's that fish place <laughs> over uh, off of uh, is it off Melrose or what? what Catch. We're going to be at Catch all of a sudden, you know, being seen, you know, next to whoever, right? Um, all right, love it. But Christian and I are Mexican. We'll find a good Mexican place. I don't know if like Mexican. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Hello. I'm from California. What do you think? True. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Um, yeah. We'll call it a day there. We'll see you when you're out here in L.A. And also, don't forget. Do not forget, everybody. You need to go to Mary Cherry's Venmo. That's at... Bank of Cherries. It's B-A-N-K-O-F-C-H-E-R-R-I-E-S. Drop her a tip. She was so kind to do this. I think she just wanted a Mexican meal out of this. But um, Absolutely. Either way. But thank you, Mary. Go ahead, Christian. You want to say something? Thank also, you. you guys, please check out Mary Cherry's Instagram account. Let's get that following count up. This bitch has looks on here. She has thank so you. much good content. Black Jesus herself. At Hello. Mary underscore Cherry. <laughs> thank you so much. All right, thank you, Mary. We'll talk soon. Oh, by the way, make sure and send your address to producer Zach Birch, and who, by the way, thanks Zach for putting this together. And I'll send you that COVID test. All right, sounds good. Thank you so much, All y'all. Right. And it was really nice talking to y'all. I hope everyone that's listening um, got a better understanding of who I am and what I'm about, and. Um, it's all love, but a little bit of cuntiness. You're welcome. All right, y'all? All right. Thank you, Mary. <laughs> bye, Mary. Right, it bye. was such a pleasure. All right, bye. Cheers. Um, okay. Well, we're going to call it a day there. Christian, thank you so much for stepping in for Lori. That was great. Great interview. Let's do the postmortem after that. We're going to come out of here. Guys, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week for the finale. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Hello Uglies. Have something to say? Email us at helloUglies at afterthought.media. You can also leave us a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash afterthoughtmedia. For more LGBTQ content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. Lori has another podcast. It's called Bloody Podcast, and you can find it wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow Lori Rockenkamp on Instagram at Lori U Liar. That's L A U R I, the letter U L I A R. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz. That's J O E B E T A N C E. Hello, Uglies is an Afterthought Media podcast. Thank you.